Can you hear something? Yes. coming through on the YouTube stream when I listen to it. I'm just not always hearing it in ours, which is fine. What up, what up, YouTube? We are live and we are recording after a few uh, a few hiccups, but uh, it's not nearly as bad as it was last week. I'm not nearly as winded and I'm not nearly as flustered. Who are we? We are the victorious POD. That is right. I am your lovely host, Walters. And uh, next to me, I have... My other lovely co-host, Jack. Jack, you can wave to the camera again. Say hi. What's up, <laughs> I just buddy? Wave the whole time. How's it going? Man? Yeah, that's that's great. All right, I'm transitioning back. Okay, so who are we? Like I said, we are the Victorious POD. We are a fantasy football podcast. We like to talk a lot about uh, regular fantasy football. We'll get into some NFL stuff as well. Um, what you will also notice at the end of our show, we will specifically talk about our league of record, the victorious POD. And so, uh, there is love for everybody here. And for those who are not in our league, there is still plenty of content for you to be able to check out. So thank you for joining us. Um, to let you know, you can find us here on YouTube. You can also find us at www.anchor.fm slash thevictoriouspod. There you can leave us voice messages and you can check out all of our latest content as well. Uh, There you can also see all the different platforms that we are on. Just to name a few, we are on Spotify, we are on on iTunes, and we are on iHeartRadio. Other things that I want to say... Levi Oki, thank you very much. Levi Oki is responsible for creating all this beautiful artwork that you see here on screen. Without him, my stream would look like absolute garbage. I mean, it still does, but it would look even worse than what it does. So we like to thank him for that. 
Um, a couple more announcements here. We have a Discord. Please join the Discord. If you join the Discord, you can interact with all of us. I tried throwing up a command for the Discord link, but it did not work. But don't fret. In the description below, in the podcast version and the live stream, you can see a link to our Discord. Please join the Discord. It is the best way to interact with us. That being said, uh, you can also interact with us here in the chat on the live stream. We starting next week, Jack, next week, right? We'll be streaming starting on Thursdays. Is that correct? Correct. We should be back to normal, normal days again. Okay, perfect. I, uh, I love hearing that. So, uh, Thursdays. So come chat with us in the live stream as well. Um, another thing that you can do, um, when it comes to interacting with us uh, in the Discord, you can actually be in the podcast waiting room with us and we will allow you to speak with us when it is um, appropriate. Uh, you can ask us fantasy football questions or NFL-related questions as well. We want this to be about you guys, not just about two suburban white dudes thinking they know everything about football and fantasy football. So how dare you? I'm in a rural community now. Thank you. Oh, I'm sorry about that. You, you once, you once, you grew up in a suburban neighborhood, Jack. Don't. Yeah. Don't. And then I got demoted. I know. Demoted. How did you get demoted? Well, Please. I'm in the rural and there's a feed mill in my backyard and there's like 27 people in the whole time. It's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. All right. Well, like I was trying to say, we would absolutely love it if you guys came in and if you guys chatted with us. So that'd be great. I don't think I have anything else that I want to plug right now. I'll do all of our social plugs and all of our fan stuff at the end of the show or until or right until we get into our Victoria's Secret segment. Um, Jack, I'm going to kick it over to you. What do you have for us this week? Or what's going on? How are you doing? I didn't even ask how you're doing. How are you feeling today? Yeah, how dare you? Uh, I'm good. I'm good. We had a... Uh... A bachelor party. I was down in Texas over the weekend, so still recovering from that. It was a long weekend, but shout out to my buddy John for that. And uh, just been a mad scramble for work catching up. So it's been a been a busy week. Not too much excitement, but uh, good. We're we're hanging in there. Uh, right on, right on, man. That is sounds like a lot of fun. Um, how how were the games this weekend? Uh, the games were great. I, there's a point I'm going to talk about a little bit in the the bits, but, uh, we had a lot of action, a lot of excitement. There weren't, uh, weren't too many games that weren't exciting or enjoyable to watch throughout the whole way. So, um, kicked it off really well with Thursday night football with the defending champ bucks versus the Cowboys. And then all the way through to uh, Monday night football with, uh, overtime upset. So it was, uh, it was exciting from start to finish to say the least. Yeah. I, I, uh, I had an awesome time watching some football with uh, my buddy Alex and Dave this weekend. They are from the the Land podcast. Um, I'm sure we'll hear from those guys at some point this season. But uh, we played some pickleball on Sunday, and then I went over to Alex's place and we watched uh, football in Red Zone at the same time. Uh, well, the Vikings game and Red Zone at the same time, and uh, it was it was a ton of fun. I, uh, I I couldn't have I couldn't have been more happy. Fantasy was was in play. We had a full slate of games. I was just super excited to get back into it, and uh, we will get into it uh, here very very shortly. Jack, we have bits and bites. Are you munching on anything today? Are you drinking anything today? What do you got for us? 
Um, not super exciting. We just had uh, dinner like 20 minutes before the podcast started. So I just got my, my typical little Yeti right here to get me through the show. And uh, I'm all filled up on food. Christine made some super awesome uh, lemon pepper chicken. We did a little like stir fry, veggie, stuff like that. So nothing for the bites, but that's my, that's my drink. How about you? Uh, right on. So my wife, as always, goes above and beyond, and she bakes me these things. I have... Rice Krispie bars here with uh, melted chocolate chips on top of that. Ooh. You hear the crunch? Those sound, yeah, they sound scrumptious. Yeah. I, they say on radio that you're not supposed to eat into the microphone because they don't want to hear you chew. <laughs> yeah, that's like the, the I, I forget what that's called, but like the super receptive microphones that are picking everything up when you're talking. Hey, shout out. To all the listeners out there, if you want me to stop eating on air and chewing in your ear, join the Discord, subscribe to YouTube, and donate $5 to the podcast, and I'll I'll think about stop chewing in your ear. So, there's oh that. Oh, my. <laughs> all right, and then uh, to drink, uh, I got some body armor here, the, uh, trop- or the fruit punch. I love this stuff here. It's um, extra hydration stuff, so I don't drink nearly enough water, so this is supposed to help me out with hydration, and it just tastes delicious. So that uh, that's that. So uh, let's uh, move on, Jack. We've got your, uh, what, we got bits now, don't we? We got your bits. So yeah. why don't we move into bits. your bits, and let's go. All right, so my bit this week, like I talked about a little bit ago, it was just the fact that every single game seemed to be action-packed. Um, I was a little curious just because it seemed like there were a lot of upsets to kick off week one, and I went back and looked. Of the 16 games, nine um, were considered upsets. So Raiders over uh, Ravens, Saints over Green Bay, Dolphins over Patriots, Texans over Jaguars, Chargers over Washington football, uh, Arizona over Tennessee, Cincinnati over Minnesota, Pittsburgh over Buffalo, and Philadelphia over Atlanta. All of those, for the most part, seemed like pretty surprising upsets. Um, five of those teams that got beat were actually five of the eight playoff, uh, eight final playoff teams last year. So we're not just talking about the the low teams upsetting, but high-end ones um, getting knocked out off week one right off the bat. Um, on top of that, both Super Bowl teams, the Bucks and the Chiefs, almost lost. They both had to take uh, last second or final drive comebacks in order to win. So, I mean, we could have been looking at seven of the final eight teams getting upset and then uh, – yeah, just kind of looking back through that, it kind of just goes to show, I mean, you come into the the regular season with a lot of expectations, a lot of like heavy favorites early on, but so much of that can get thrown out the window fantasy and just regular football-wise. So I thought it was really cool to to see just how many tight games there are and how many surprises. It's just kind of fun how every single year it seems to be a bunch of new favorites and it's it's tough to predict. So that was my, my bit to kick it off. Right on, right on. That's... Uh... That's great. I, I couldn't believe all the different upsets there were. Um, it was it was ridiculous. Uh, I think my favorite upset of the weekend had to be the Dolphins beating the Patriots. I loved that. Uh, it's nice to see. Uh, I would have to say, like, how many decades of dominance out there in New England come to an end? And I don't know if it's necessarily come to an end is the right term, but, like, without Tom Brady, it just seems like there's nothing... It's it's not it's not the same level of competition out there. So it's nice to see Miami doing better. And I'm sick of seeing New England always on on top of that division. So a shakeup is good. Let's get into my bit. My bit here is more fantasy focused. Um 
I did a lot of work here on our frame, our uh, image framing so that people can see our stuff here a little bit better. And what I have here, what you can see is there are, there are a, uh, there are a bunch of, uh, this is the first two rounds of our draft. So this is the first 24 picks. Now, the first 24, now what, what, what you're all seeing here is the, the position that they were drafted, um, is the, is the, uh, position like the, like the running back position. So Dalvin cook went number one overall, but he was also the number one running back. Devonta Adams was number six overall, but he was the first wide receiver taken. Okay. So you drafted those players that you see there as how what what you thought was the best at the time. So Dalvin Cook, Christian McCaffrey, Derrick Henry, those are one, two, three running backs. And this is the the amount of points that you see that they got in our league last week. And then the next column is is their weekly position rank. So Dalvin Cook was drafted to be the number one running back overall. Cassie thought he was going to be the number one running back over the season, but in week one he finished 14th. Okay. Now, I also you also see just to the right of that there's a rank gap. Now, what does that rank gap mean? That essentially means is where he ended up on the week minus where you thought in the position that he was drafted where he would be. Okay, why does that matter? Actually, when it comes to wins and losses, it doesn't matter, actually. You can see here on my next page, um when I go over, you can see here on my next page that um no matter if you had negative rank differential or not, your win-loss didn't matter at all. The only person who got, was positive was me, actually. So the fact that I got a win doesn't mean anything. But I do believe, and I'm not done with this research yet, and I think it's going to be something really, really kind of cool to check out in the offseason or as we go along, what the, the rank differential in the positions that you drafted your players at how are they going to affect your team performance overall? So let's go back to the big board. The biggest, the biggest, uh, the biggest upsets for your players this week had to be, had to be uh, Devonte Adams. And uh, cause he, he finished as the 61st wide receiver, uh, 61st wide receiver this week when he was drafted to be the number one wide receiver and on the other outs here. And then, um, Another one that had minus 60 was like Calvin Ridley. So what I'm what I'm really trying to present here is that your first two picks, this is going to be some sort of data that will allow you to let you know exactly what it is you need to be able to win your matchup and how important it is actually when you draft your players to really, I mean, how, how careful you have to be. I, I had this all in my head and I just completely lost it. So I sound like I'm rambling, but Jack, I mean, do you kind of see what I'm trying to do? Can you, can you try and explain exactly what, what my, my thought process was here? I mean, it seems kind of straightforward. Yeah. yeah I mean, it, it definitely seems like it's, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, it's, it's basically just trying to show you like how, how hyped we can be on certain players and then like what their actual performance is going to be. I think it's going to say a lot more for your findings towards the end of the year versus now, um, just to really look at who the true boom and bust were and not necessarily in overall rankings, but in our leagues, like maybe if someone was taken a lot higher than consensus or somebody else fell, 
I think that'll be interesting because I mean, right now, like the reason we're drafting these RB ones and wide receiver ones, it's not necessarily for just like every single week. It's more of their consistently consistency over the course of the season. So I mean, like Devonte Adams, Saquon Barkley, all these guys that had rough week ones. I don't expect them to be, you know, bottom forty receivers and running backs by the end of the year. But it's it'll be interesting to kind of see how the the plot points um, correlate or kind of how they fall throughout the year. So I think it'll be, it'll be cool to see. And I mean, with your second slide talking about how um, it didn't really affect wins and loss totals. That's also interesting though, because I'm looking at Foster who had like a minus 77 with his first two um, picks, but he still got the win. So, I mean, it's, there's something to be said about having a balanced team and you're not just winning your, your league on the first and second rounds. I mean, you're going to have a balanced team throughout. You can still get the win or Jay, who was almost positive. He looks like he was the closest one to you and he still got the loss. So, I mean, that's, there's a lot to be said about the, the further down rounds as you go as well. So the type of thing that I have going here and you're right, this is only the first two rounds and it's only week one. So this is a huge overreaction. I mean, we are overreacting to, to week one here. I mean, um, so like these, even though these rank differentials seem like extremely crazy right now, like as the season progresses, these numbers are going to start to start to get closer to one another. And it's obviously going to be a lot better than what you see here. What will be interesting to see is that, and I'm going to actually go back through the previous year's drafts and I'm just going to start doing what I did here. And I'm going to um, see what rounds or what players in what rounds, um, if they were on your roster at the end of the year, what what position they finished at, and if that was essentially going to be your reason you won won the league that year. So I think this is going to be some really cool off-season content when we're talking about who we're going to draft, what we want to draft, some strategies for drafting, what we have to remember. So this is just a little glimpse into some of the things that we can we can, uh, we can can talk about during the off-season. I've gone way, way too freaking long, and I apologize <laughs> no. about that. But here's the thing. This wasn't going to... I mean, this little segment here was going to be something that I want to introduce that we could have to be able to... Uh, kind of promote going into our off season. So we would be able to um, actually have more than just, you know, NFL news going on in the, uh, in our podcast. So I apologize about that, but let's, uh, let's, uh, let's keep moving on here. And uh, what do we got coming up next? Mr. Jack. Next, uh, just to cover quickly, we've got our second section of tater tot hot takes. So I'm going to run through how we both did week one and then I'll, uh, kick it over to week two for us. So week one, Walter's uh, hot take was that Najee Harris is not going to only be an RB1, but in his first NFL game action, he's going to be a top five running back in fantasy on the week. Uh, he was RB42 with 4.9 points. Uh, pretty brutal against the Buffalo defense. Pittsburgh really couldn't get anything going all game. So uh, not close, but I don't think any of us expected it to be like that low. So uh, in my pick, I had in a head-to-head game going this week with Sam Darnold's Panthers versus Zach Wilson's New York Jets. I was boldly predicting that both of them would be top 15 quarterbacks this week, despite them being drafted and ranked as QB 27 and 28 in the rankings, I believe. Uh, Results, I missed it, but by that much, uh, they were QBs 16 and 19. So one was literally just one spot out of 15th. And I was like, oh, well, it was bold. That's what I expected. So I went to look and see how close they were. 
Darnold missed being QB 15 by 0. 0.02, two hundredths of a point. So that would have been like a yard. And uh, Zach Wilson, the, the gap was actually really narrow. Zach Wilson was less than a point at 0. 0.75. So they were both within the top 20. Uh, they were very, very close to 15. Like I said before, I didn't expect it to be right, but I kind of was just saying, if you're in a pinch, those are the two guys that you can definitely stream. So um, looks like they beat out Lamar, Josh Allen, Tannehill, Herbert, Matt Ryan, Aaron Rodgers, a bunch of other guys that would have been ranked way higher. Uh, so enough about that. Kicking it into week two. Uh, Walters, do you have a, a hot take or do you want me to go to mine? Um, I do have a hot take, actually. All right. And this is going to be a super spicy take. And people are going to really call me out on this one because uh, um, I uh, I just I kind of feel it in my bones. I hope it's not true, but it might be. What did you think about Derrick Henry this past week? Let me ask you that. Uh, brutal, but I thought the whole Tennessee offense looked rough. So. Okay. I feel like Derrick Henry, because of how I, I just, I there's a new offensive coordinator out there in Tennessee, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the days of Derrick or the old days of Derrick Henry when he wasn't fantasy relevant? Yeah, wasn't he behind like DeMarco Murray for a year or two? Oh, I I even think after that. I mean, well, the skeletal remains of DeMarco Murray. Yeah. Yeah. My bold prediction, and this is going to be a season-long one, I don't think I don't think um Derrick Henry is going to be an RB1 by the end of the year. RB2 at Ooh. best. At best. Ooh. Derrick Henry RB2. Put it on the board. That is spicy. I will. I'll take that one just because I think volume alone, unless he gets hurt, I think he'll still end up as an RB one. But uh, I agree. I don't think he's going to return value of like what people were drafting to be. I think I could expect to see a lot of guys drafted below him, like uh, Zeke, Najee, even Saquon if he gets healthy, Joe Mixon, guys like that passing him. So I feel like he'll be like a low end, like an RB ten, and we'll be talking about if he's worth a second round pick next year. So um, I'm I'll take that one, but I. I agree with the line you're going on. Um, as for mine, I guess I stuck stuck with just like a weekly one, but I'll, I'll toss some season long ones in as we go throughout the year. Uh, for my week this week, after the Bucks offense exploded on Thursday night, everybody and anybody was catching uh, long bombs and touchdown passes. Gronk had two. Antonio Brown had a bunch of yards. Chris Godwin had a touchdown and a bunch of yards. Mike Evans was the only one that really didn't do anything. Um, which I, I agree that I think it's going to be spread around a lot. But I think this week, as my bold prediction, he is going to bounce back and Brady's going to feel bad and say, okay, now it's your turn. And I think he will outscore Chris Godwin and Antonio Brown combined in Ooh. fantasy points this week. Okay. So a little oh. spicy, a little spicy, tough to do, but I don't think it's going to be all of a sudden that Mike Evans becomes the wide receiver three in this offense. Right. Um, okay, so this is just going to be for this week alone. Is that what you're... Is that what you're thinking? Yeah, yeah just just this three. I okay. expect it to be pretty. I could see all of them being, you know, you could make the case that any of them ends up as the wide receiver one on the team fantasy wise. But okay, I think this week he's gonna he's gonna bounce back and be the one getting some volume. So let me ask you this: Do you feel that Antonio Brown or Mike Evans will finish with more fantasy points by the end of the season? I think it would be pretty bold to say Antonio Brown would. Um, I think Mike Evans has been just so consistent over the years. I mean, he's never had an under thousand yards receiving year and he was drafted to be the wide receiver one in fantasy this year. So I still expect him to finish up there, but I think the gap will be closer than people realize. And I said this before the season 
thought that Antonio Brown would by far be the best value um, of any of the receivers on the team. I think the other two, you're taking them at what their ceiling probably is. And Antonio Brown was being drafted as like a wide receiver four. So, okay. All right. I like it. All so right. that is that is it for Tater Tot Hot Take then. Sounds good. We are going to go directly into swimming upstream then. So um, yes. Jack, um, I had made a list of all the quarterbacks. Um, they were updated Monday morning. I did not update them Tuesday morning, but I don't know. Did, did um, Lamar Jackson and... Uh, duh, what's his name? Uh, who's the guy from the Raiders? David Carr? Derek Carr. Derek Carr. Did they finish as QB1s this week? Uh, I don't believe either of them did. I am pulling it up really quick to make sure. But people that did finish as quarterback one, um, let's see here. Lamar Jackson finished at, at QB20. And I take that back. Derek Carr finished at QB10. Okay. All right. So your streamer did make it in it the 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 uh, this um the slide that you see is just a little off so i apologize but kirk cousins you can see right on there on the screen did make it in as a quarterback one this week so jack you are on the board you have 22.04 points um and um i did not i was not able to get a list of quarterbacks going this week yet yeah. so okay. um what do you have uh for um your quarterback this week yeah so just just like you mentioned with cousins uh he was qb12 so he was barely inside but starting off with a qb1 that's better than i did with about half my quarterbacks in my league so i mean one second here once real again quick. Also, I just look at that like look at that slide and and tell me how disgusting it is to see names like Jameis Winston, Jared Goff, um, <laughs> you know, Tarod Taylor, Daniel or not Daniel Jones, he's but he was the he was the 13th best quarterback on the week. Mm-hmm. That's awful. You don't see Aaron Rodgers up there. You don't see um, Lamar Jackson up there. It, I mean, week one was such a goat rodeo. It was ridiculous. So yeah, I'm totally sorry. Agree. That's like, that's what, that's the whole point of this thing is like, there's more to be said about, I mean, I'm still not a believer of drafting early round quarterbacks. I believe almost every year, like I do almost every year in our home main league, I was the last guy to draft a quarterback. I got Ryan Tannehill in like the ninth round. So I don't believe on using early round picks on quarterbacks. I just think you can play the matchup so much better, whereas other positions are more volatile. So you can still get a good guy. Do I think I'm going to have the QB three like last year on the season? Probably not, but I feel good that I can like at least be borderline QB one, which as long as you're a top 12 quarterback, I mean, that's, that's enough to get you the win. So I'm going consistency um, over ceiling maybe for these picks, but it's, it's safe and it's what you can do to, to not lose your week. Basically you might not win it with your quarterback, but you're not going to lose it. Um, so a couple of other guys that I passed on last week, Brian Fitzpatrick and Matt Ryan, both of them bombed one due to injury, but uh, I was between those two and cousins. So thank God I picked who I did going on to week two. I was looking on the waivers. I'm not a fan of a lot, a lot of them this week. Unfortunately, most of the guys I would normally look at have a pretty, have pretty tough matchups. Uh, Matt Ryan has a bounce back. He's going against the Buccaneers. Really good defense. Two has got Buffalo. Kirk Cousins, if I wanted to double up on him, he's against Arizona, who just had Chandler Jones get five sacks last week. And then Derek Carr, who I like as a streamer, is going against Pittsburgh. So, I mean, all of them kind of scare me. 
I looked at Jameis Winston. He'd probably be like the the popular pick just after his electric start with five touchdowns last week. But I don't think that touchdown volume is going to stay there. He only threw 20 passes, I believe, and he only had, a, I think, 148 yards. So, I mean, those five touchdowns were an outlier. I think he'll be able to do well taking deep shots, but I just don't think it's going to be to that level. And the volume scares me. So I, for this week, am going with uh, Big Ben, actually, who's a little bit of a surprise. He's coming off just a 12-point disappointment. But uh, he went against Buffalo. They have a much better defense than, than the Raiders do this week. Um, plus big Ben is like one of the most commonly talked about quarterbacks as far as people who have huge, uh, at home versus on the road splits. He's a really good at home quarterback at Heinz field. Um, I expect with the, the Raiders terrible defense, the scoring is going to be higher than his last game was, which was a 23 to 16 win. I expect those numbers to be in the high twenties, low thirties for both teams. Um, probably looking ideally, I'd be happy with like a 17 to 21 point performance from him. So I think that's realistic. And uh, that's that's my pick for this week. Okay, cool. Um, we All are right. going to be rolling into our next segment here, um, and I don't know. <laughs> Go ahead. Say I, it. I, I I don't know if I really want to say it, but we're <laughs> we're gonna roll with it. So if you uh, if you got your scissors ready, get ready to clip because the next uh, the next segment in this portion of the program is Jackson. Jack's off. All right. So yeah, Jack is going to be picking one player that had a surprise fantasy performance this past week and who he believes will continue having consistent performances such as the previous week. And one player who had a fluke week and he is going to forgive. So Jack, why don't we talk about Jack on? What are you doing this week for Jack on? So, yeah, so for Jackson, like you said, it's it's a guy that did well, and it's basically uh, – I'm trying to pick people that weren't high-end. So, obviously, you can't be like, oh, McCaffrey did well. I'm going to pick him again. I'm trying to pick people that ended up in the top maybe 10 in their position that were a little bit of a surprise. So, for this week, I looked at a lot of receivers and running backs. Ended up landing on Corey Davis. He was the wide receiver five with 21.7 standard scoring points. It would have been a lot more in PPR. Uh, he had five catches on seven targets. He had 97 yards and two touchdowns. The two touchdowns might be a little bit of an outlier, but all preseason, all we heard about was Zach Wilson hyper-targeting Corey Davis. Nobody else on the team has looked like anything. Um, he comes out not just in the preseason games, but in week one and gets that kind of stat line. I could easily see a rookie quarterback latching onto their their alpha receiver. He was paid to come in and do that. I think it holds up. He looked really, really good. I watched the um, highlights and scoring plays um, bouncing back and forth in red zone with this game. Uh, he had a couple of really good highlight plays. There was a 35 yard uh, reception where he stopped, turned the corner, broke a tackle and had a big chunk of plays. Uh, like I said, the two looks into the red zone where you got touchdowns on them. I think this team is going to be playing from behind a lot as it is. So they're going to have to throw. So while he might not be a consistent wide receiver one, I'm not going that crazy because I know he was drafted late. Um, I do think that he's going to get those like five, six targets up, up to 10 targets per game, a lot of volume. He's clearly the quarterback's favorite. So I could see like a 15, like a wide receiver, 15 to 20 performance on the year. And I expect him to continue doing it well um, this week. So that's my Jack's on pick. As for my <clears throat> uh, Jack's off pick, I'm going to need a, I'm going to need a, I'm going to need a sensor sound for you, man. You're going to kick, I'm you're going to, you're going to get me kicked off YouTube. I'm keeping this appropriate. This is like karate kid wax on wax off. I'm not doing anything unrelated, un- inappropriate, anything like that. So if I had my, my sound drops ready, 
I would I would definitely have that sound that South Park bit going here. Don't worry, we're gonna be getting <laughs> into that. But all right, continue on. Jack's off, go. So for my Jack's off pick, a quick correction here. This is a guy that same situation. He he went ended up in the top ten ideally of his position, but he's on the alternative side. Somebody I don't believe is going to continue. I think the Jack's off pick is a fluke. I think the Jack's on pick is a surprise and will continue. So my Jack's off pick, I looked at, um, again, mostly running backs and receivers, took a look at some quarterbacks. There were too, too many quarterbacks to pick from that I, I didn't believe in. But for my pick this week, I went with Josh Jacobs, who I believe he was a late third, early fourth round pick. On the week, he was RB9 with 16 points, which looks good. It's great if it's in your stat line. But when you look back at that for confidence, he had two touchdowns in the game. That means 12 of his 16 points came from touchdowns. I don't think that's going to happen every single week. Surprise, surprise. He only had 34 yards on 10 carries, which A, is super inefficient, and B, that's not a lot of volume. He's been a guy who in his career has done well. He's finished at or close to an RB1, but he's always been a volume guy. They bring in Kenyon Drake this year. Everybody was worried what that was going to happen. Kenyon Drake had 11 touches. Josh Jacobs had 10. Drake had 70 yards over double Josh Jacobs' 34. Didn't look great for Josh right off the bat. He did have two nice runs on the touchdowns, but I don't think this team's going to be in tons of scoring opportunities. Um, the Raiders play the Steelers, who I mentioned about Big Ben, and I think that run defense is going to shut him down even more. And I think he's just going to be inconsistent. This isn't even just this week. I think on this whole year, I've been out on Josh Jacobs coming in. I think this game shows you he's going to be a touchdown-dependent guy, super inconsistent. He's not going to be the RB1 that he has been. Um, I'm just not. Not feeling it. I think it starts this week because it should have started last week if it weren't for the touchdowns. Okay. Thank you for correcting me. I thought it was like a yeah. forgiveness segment. So that is oh, that no. is this, not it. But this no. this next segment here that's coming up, this Speaking is gonna be this is gonna be a great one. This is going to be the Walters under the bridge. Apparently I live under a bridge. I have no idea, but whatever. Oh a troll, uh, yeah. Okay. I'm a troll. Oh yeah, I am a troll. That is that is in, I was going for like true. water under the bridge, like forgiveness. Like, yeah, it's water under the bridge oh, now. Oh, yeah. See, I'm not smart enough the, to yeah. put, put those this puns is my, together. my marketing stuff. I'm loving the, the puns and the names here. So that's what okay. I So we got Walters, Walters under the bridge. So we're going to take one high-end player, and I'm going to be forgiving them this week after having a poor performance last week. And Jack, I'm going to go above and beyond here for you this week. I'm not going to do one player. I'm going to do a whole team. How about that? Let's talk about okay. the Green Bay Packers. How bad oh. were the Green Bay Packers this past week? I mean, it was awful. They're, they were embarrassed. Bad. Embarrassed. And actually, I, I kind of liked it. So, um, yeah. So, uh, Devontae Adams drafted most likely as the number one overall wide receiver. Uh, 5.6 fancy points. That was a poopy poopy performance. Um, how about um, Aaron Jones? He only put up 2.2 fantasy points. Ouch. And how about Aaron Rodgers? Uh, he put up a fantasy total of 1.32 points. That is a yikes. So I am going to be forgiving the whole Green Bay offense this week. And um well, let's just not do it again next week, huh? All right. So that's me. And actually, if I think their matchup this week should be, I mean, they're playing Detroit, so they should. Yeah, be, it's a good, they it's a good team you want. For they about should. They should do well. So we'll see. All right. 
Um, Jack, what do we have coming up next? Yes. Uh, next, we're going to go into the NFL Pick'em, which I'll run through a quick update of how last week did. Spoiler alert, it wasn't great. And then I'll let you know kind of who everybody else has picked, and I'll let you close it with who you're picking. Okay. So last week, one, two, three, four, four of us, like almost half the people that are playing currently, picked the Jaguars over the Texans, trying to get an easy game out of the way early with a bad team. Uh, it turns out we didn't know which team was worse. Uh, the Texans won, so four of us got it wrong. That is myself, Alex, Brandon, and Luke. Uh, I take that back. Brandon and Connor all started off the year 0-1, so that's great. Uh, Walters, you took the Broncos over the Giants. Shout out to supporting Katie's team. And you were correct, so you started off 1-0. Foster went 49ers over the Lions, which we all kind of figured would be a pretty safe pick, and it was indeed. He also started 1-0. and Uh Jag, another buddy that I'm in another league with, picked the 49ers over the Lions as well, joining Foster. And then we had Garlic with his last-ditch effort to support the Vikings. For He said he would give them one week before they crushed his hopes. They didn't even give him that long. So he picked Vikings over Bengals and was wrong. And Luke, another buddy of mine in a different league, went with the Browns over the Chiefs, going a bold take right off the bat, and he was wrong. So we have Jag, Foster, and Walters at 1-0. Let's moving go. Into week, moving into week two... Uh, another popular pick, which I'm afraid because as soon as I pick one and then I see other people pick it, I got a little nervous about it being a Jags over Texans point two or part two. Myself, uh, Alex, Garlic, and Brandon all went with the Broncos over the Jaguars. So getting a little revenge on the Jaguars, letting us down. Uh, we had Connor and I believe one more. Yes, Connor and Foster both went with Browns over Texans. So banking on the Texans, not getting a two-game winning streak, hope to God. Uh, we had uh, Jag go with Bucks over Falcons. Seems like another probably pretty safe pick. And then finally, Luke with the Bengals over the Bears, uh, which leads me to you to close it out. All right. So, uh, I don't know if y'all are going to hate me or not, but I am picking the Arizona Cardinals over the Minnesota Vikings. After what we saw last week, we have seen that our secondary is still poop. Our offensive line is still poop. And we can't stop the run. We cannot stop the run. Kyler Murray is going to run all over us. Uh, he's got three amazing wide receivers that he can throw the ball to. Um, so it's just going to be just a complete goat rodeo for the Minnesota Vikings again this weekend. We are going to get torch. I'm so surprised that the line was only minus four with the Cardinals at home, right? They're at home or are they here? I can't remember. Uh, I don't know. All right. Well, it doesn't matter. They are still only a four point favorite, which is a slap in the face to them. They will absolutely destroy us. So I am. It's in Arizona. Okay. Yeah. I'm picking Arizona all the way. So. Oof. Yeah, I hope you're wrong. Oh, I mean, as a Vikings fan, I do too. But from what I saw last week, yikes. All right. So we will update you on that uh, following next week and see if some of us can catch up a little bit. Here. I will uh, put in the show notes who I uh, who I picked. So that does it for the uh, tailgate zone. So we're going to be moving into Victoria's Secret League specific uh, yeah, I mean, the tailgate zone is mostly about like the, uh, uh, well, well, we'll figure it out, but I should say overall general fantasy zone. Now we're going into leads league specific stuff. Uh, yeah. Um, 
All right. So I just wanted to say real quick before we get into our league specific stuff that we uh, did have a little bit of uh, uh, some chat chatter going on here in the uh, in the live stream. Uh, Yog was asking if you could see the chat. Uh, Jag. Jag. Sorry, Jag. Yeah. I asked him how to. I asked him how to spell out his name, but he uh, he didn't uh, he didn't reply with that. But that's all right. Yeah. Garlic was saying, uh, "Oh dang, the censorship!" And then um, Luke actually had a question early on in the pod, and he was asking Gronk to play again, or was it just some one week magic? I am playing him. I am playing him. He looks he looks good, and there. I mean, Jack. Yeah. I mean. You follow Tom Brady wherever he goes, and Gronk followed followed Tom Brady. And so I know you watch the Bucks game. What is your opinion on Gronk the rest of the season? Do you play him? Yeah, I mean, I think if you got him, you play him. I mean, I don't know what kind of person would have Gronk on their team and another tight end, <coughs> Walters. But uh, I think anybody else who drafted Gronk, you got to play him at this point. He's about as safe as a low-end tight end as it comes, and you can see what happened week one, he has the potential for flare-ups. I mean, he's he's been Brady's guy for years. He's about as much of a lock as anybody except the top couple tight ends are for touchdowns. I don't know that the receiving yards are going to be there every week, but with that offense, I mean, they're going to have a lot of chances to score. So if, they, if Brady puts up three, four passing touchdowns in a given game, good odds that one of them's going to him. That's really all you need. Okay. All right. Um, so there's that. So Luke, we've answered your question. Now do us a favor and join the damn discord, please. All right. Um, uh, we got one more question here from Jag and then we're going to be moving on. We got Jalen Waddle or Brandon cooks. Um, I am going to go Brandon cooks. I, I just feel like he's going to be the more consistent wide receiver. He's a veteran. Um, even though Waddle is a rookie and he probably has more, uh, he's probably a quicker wide receiver than what cooks is. Uh, I just feel, I just feel more comfortable going with uh, Brandon cooks. Jack, what are your quick thoughts on that one? Yeah, I mean, Cook started out week one with 132 yards. He's the only proven option on that team. I get that they're going to be terrible, but that means they're going to have to throw a lot. Waddle, it was nice to see him score. I love him in Dynasty. Um, so obviously, if you can get him there, great. But as far as this week, uh, if you didn't know, as a Waddle owner, Will Fuller comes back this week. He was suspended week one, so I 100% wouldn't be playing Waddle because I don't think that offense is good enough to sustain two different receivers. So, Right on. Okay. Uh, so... That is what we're going to do right now for all of our chat. If you guys wanted to join and ask us questions, we would absolutely love it if you joined our Discord. You can come into a voice channel with us. We can talk to you for a few minutes before we move on to our Victoria's Secret stuff. Please, please join the Discord. It is the absolute best way to interact with the stream. Guys, we thank you for interacting with us live on the show. Moving on, we are going into our Victoria's Secret segment. Jack... We have our Say My Name segment, so why don't you take it away with that? You want me to sing the intro? <clears throat> if you want to. Uh, oh, God, I don't know if I could even have it. Say my name, say, say my, my name. name. So we'll get that drop coming shortly, but in the meantime, I just wanted to update. <laughs> we, we had a couple of new name changes and then one um, changed his name up from week one. So we have the Zim Reapers from Walters here playing off of Mike Zimmer. We have the underdogs from Cassie just full steering into her her underdog mentality. She had, got her got the job done week one for her, so we'll see how it continues. Thank you for changing your name, Cassie, first and foremost. And then Foster with uh, Kiss My Bass for Tyler Bass, the uh, Buffalo kicker, I believe. Still got four people without a team name. I believe two of them are people that didn't even change their team name last year. So, I mean, this is embarrassing for uh, 
a league of record that's as, as involved as we are. I mean, whether you're listening on here or I'm just going to go yell at you off the podcast, but you got to change your name, guys. You got to come up with something. I don't care if it's funny or not. So we'll we'll continue. We'll stay on it. We'll bring you guys the updates as they come. League members, change your name and join the Discord. Thank you. That is all. All right. <laughs> we are going to do uh, ad drop it like it's hot. And did we, well, Mark? Oh, no, actually, you know what? It is wait, Wednesday. Waivers not, have exactly. not gone through yet. So um, yep, next week, next week we can uh, we can talk about that stuff as well. Yeah. We are going to go into victory formation. I have slides for that. I do not have slides for the um, the matchup previews for next week. So we'll be able just to quickly go on through them. It's not a big deal. We'll have slides for everybody next week. You'll already get to see their team. So it's really not a big deal. Um, if you're wondering why we don't have those, because the image frame that you saw when I had my images up earlier was being worked on. So, uh, call me a Renaissance man. I can do anything and everything and probably better than you. Just kidding. Okay. We're going on. Uh, let's go into our, um, victory formation here. And uh, our first matchup that we have here uh, was uh, Walters versus Tyler. I beat Tyler 129.88 to Tyler's 106.2. You can see here that they're um, in uh, Tyler's... Uh, excuse me. I'm sorry. I'm just all flustered here for a second. Uh, you can see, you can see that, uh, I had the high score of the week. Um, I had giant performances out of, uh, Debo Samuel, um, and, uh, Patrick Mahomes. My running backs really did well. So that was awesome. Tyler on the other side, he put up a great fight. Um, I'm trying to pull up the image so my eyes can read cause I can't read my stream, but um, Jack, can you see any of that stuff? Gosh, it's difficult. I, I just got it pulled up on my phone, so I'm I'm good. Um, um, yeah, okay. yeah. I mean, he had 106. He he's anytime you score over 100, you you expect to have a good chance to win. So it's a bummer, but I mean, shows his team's doing well. He had down weeks from Derrick Henry, like you mentioned, Lamar Jackson. Uh, I mean, but he's got a lot of potential. All of his guys were really consistent. So if his top two offensive performers can figure it out, I think he's going to be just fine. Okay. Cool. Um, let's move on to our next one, which would be uh, Josh versus Jordan. Yeah, so I'll cover this one. We're going to kind of alternate for yep. those of you listening, um, matchup by matchup, and we'll just kind of spend like a quick 30 seconds because we're going to cover them in the previews anyway. So looking at this one, it definitely was one of the bigger blowouts of the week. I mean, Josh put, putting up only 71, but that will happen when your quarterback puts up a dud. Uh, he had Aaron Rodgers starting at getting 1.3 points for him, so I mean – not a lot you can do. Like I mentioned before, Najee Harris, I was really surprised. I expected him to do a lot more, but I, I, I'm I, still very, very high on him based on the snaps he played. He's got Tyreek. I mean, Allen Robinson played poorly. Like, all these guys I think will be better than they did play. Meanwhile, Jordan just coming out of the gate firing. I mean, Russell Wilson and Christian McCaffrey, that's two of the most consistent guys you can get at their positions. Um, surprise explosions from Melvin Gordon, maybe not as much of a surprise from CD lamb. Cause we expect him to break out, but having him and Cooper cup get 16 points to each was, was pretty impressive, really well balanced. His only disappointment was Mike Kosicki who put up zero yards and zero catches. So, uh, if he can figure tight end out, I mean, he's, he's looking real good. Okay. Right on. Uh, we are going to move on to our next slide here, which is Ryan versus Ben, uh, this past week. Uh, Ryan was able to defeat Ben 
And I'm getting there real quick. Okay, so Ryan had Kyler Murray. He had a total fantasy point of 33.56. Ryan's total score was a 111 to Ben's 102.64. So uh, Joe Mixon had 21. Tyler Lockett had 22. So those were the driving forces behind Ryan's team. Over on Ben's side of the matchup, he had Matt Stafford, who had 24.34. He had Jonathan Taylor with 11.6. David Montgomery with 17.8. Chase Edmonds, 10.6. His Steelers defense had 14, and Matt Gay had 12. Overall, uh, a really solid uh, performance by Ben, but it was not enough for Ryan to take the victory. Jack, what is our next matchup? Next matchup, we have Cassie versus Jay, where as you're pulling that one up, I'll just get into it. Cassie had 114.12 and beat Jay at 90.56. Respectable showing from Jay, but not, uh, not quite enough with a High week one scoring all over the place. Tom Brady and Kamara both looked great for him. DeAndre Hopkins, I mean, your your studs are doing what they're supposed to do. But having James Robinson, I wasn't super high on him. I know I chatted about that with Garlic and Josh, not loving him as much as they did. It was exactly what I expected to happen. So I, I was a big fan of that knot. Uh, Brandon Ayuk basically starting and not being allowed to play was insane. I mean, you couldn't have predicted that. So that was brutal for you. But uh, he's got a lot of good options on his bench. I think he'll be okay if he kind of move some pieces around until we know what's happening with IUK. Cassie, meanwhile, I mean, she she went and got her guys with Dak Prescott, Dalvin Cook, and she knew what she wanted. A couple of lucky last-second touchdowns by Hollywood Brown. I mean, Logan Thomas got a touchdown. Pretty much everybody on her team had a touchdown or did something, so it was very, very consistent. Um, I'm loving DeAndre Swift as a pick. I regret not taking him myself. I think that's going to be huge for you. I, I just don't see a lot of weaknesses except for maybe Miles Sanders for you. So solid job by Cassie. Right on. Congratulations, Cassie. Moving on to our next slide here. We have Kiss My Bass Foster versus I Fell Into the Pits, Alex. Uh, Foster beat Alex. It was a pretty close one. 92.9 for Foster to Alex's 87.36. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. That was wrong. He did not. He had 88.1. I'm, I got this all backwards. Jesus. Alex, Alex. oh yeah, yeah, okay, I'm dumb, God, I'm losing my, I can't read, I can't hear, I can't talk, I am getting old, I I mean, I don't even know why I have this podcast anymore, okay, so, like I was saying, Foster beat Alex, 88.1 to 87.36, a very, very close matchup, I thought I saw that earlier, that it was a real close matchup, so let's talk about it, Josh Allen for uh, Foster had a disappointing week of 17.2 fantasy points. Jamal Williams, who had 17 points, the running back out of Detroit. Corey Davis, wide receiver for the Jets, had 21.7, and his kicker, Tyler Bass, had 11. Over on Alex's side, Jalen Hurts had 28.76. And oh, let's see here. Adam Thielen had a nice day of 21.2, and then the rest of his team was pretty much meh. Better luck next week, Alex. And I believe this is going to be what our final matchup. Is this, mm-hmm. All right, last but not least, we've got uh, Jack. Who do we got? It's your matchup for sure. Me versus Katie. So we had me taking Katie down ninety nine point six to eighty two point six. Solid showing by mine. It, Katie made it nervous towards the end of the matchup on her side. Herbert had a down day. Aaron Jones had a really down day, and Julio Jones same thing. So I mean, I think her team is better than it looked on paper. Starting off, I'd think it's just a lot of a lot of week one duds. I did like 
TJ Hawkinson a lot. I was super high on him this year, so I like that he came out strong. For me, uh, I was super disappointed with Ryan Tannehill and Saquon Barkley. I had Barkley and Raheem Mostert, my two running backs, get 4.7 points combined, which was rough. I mean, the injury to Mostert was brutal to me. Uh, but my receivers both topped 100 yards. Travis Kelsey had two touchdowns. I mean, the rest of the people kind of carried it. it. It doesn't look good when you look at it on paper, but I still got to almost 100. So I feel better if I can just uh, figure my running backs out. Okay. And that is it. Cool. Yeah. And I believe that is going to be it for our pictures for right now. So we'll just uh, move on over to so, this slide here. Um, uh, moving on. Uh, let's see here. We have our undefeated club. I also wanted to give props out to a few teams as well. I want to give props out to myself. I want to give them out to Tyler, Jordan, Ryan, Ben, and Cassie. All of us scored over 100 points, whether we won or lost. And if you scored over 100 points and you lost, I am so sorry, but better luck next time. Although you did score 100 points, so it is worth noting that your team did really well. So congratulations. But moving on, we have the undefeated club, everybody. That would mean that Walters, Jordan, Cassie, Ryan, Jack, and Foster, we are all undefeated. We are all 1-0. and uh, the undefeated club meets for breakfast every Sunday morning after pickleball before the games. So join the discord and figure out where uh, the undefeated breakfasts are taking place. Moving on. Um, we have standings, but it doesn't really matter. It's everybody's one yeah. and hour. Oh, and one. So big freaking we'll more disbursement. deal. All right. So let's move into our matchups for this coming week, Jack. Um, yes. Why don't we start off with your matchup this week? Um, okay. Why do we have to wait for ours to be the last one? We're the host. We can go first. So why don't you okay. kick it off with your matchup? You want me to just cover the whole matchup, do back and forth like the last one? Um, cool yeah, that, that, that would be. Just to keep it moving I mean, that, quickly. Yeah, I don't fun. want to get too in-depth in, in each no. team. So I'll keep it to like 30, 40 seconds top for the matchup. Yeah, here, yeah, yeah. So. We got myself versus Jay. Uh, I'm projected at 95. Jay's projected at 93.6, so it's going to be a nail-biter. Um, I did lose Raheem Mostert for the entire year, so there goes my RB2. I've got um, James Conner coming in as my second guy with Mike Davis still, so I think between the two of them, I mean, they, they easily could either one be the, the touchdown-dependent guy. Uh, I expect Tannehill to bounce back. Barkley, I'm really low on this year or this week, but I think after this week he'll be fine. He does play the Washington defense right off the bat. Love my receivers, both matchups. Um, Travis Kelsey is just going to continue doing what he does best. So I don't expect a super high-scoring game for me. I'm going to have to hold hope that Jay stays low. Uh, he does have Brady going against Atlanta and Kamara against the Panthers, both which scare me. I don't expect Robinson to do a whole lot. Um, DeAndre Hopkins will probably score on the, the Vikings, though, let's be real. So I actually, if I was picking one or the other, I would probably pick Jay because I like his matchups better. Um, I'm going to have to get lucky and squeak out a win here myself. So... That is it for my matchup. If you want to go on to the next one. Uh, yeah, I'm going to actually talk about uh, my matchup here. I am going to be playing the undefeated Ryan Herman, who had one heck of a week last week. Uh, so uh, looking at it, um, uh, ESPN is telling me that I have a seven point. Uh, I have a seven point uh, favorite here in this matchup. Uh, I got Patrick Mahomes against Baltimore. Um, uh, I'm going to have Nick Chubb and Austin Eckler. Uh, going for me as well. Uh, Nick Chubb against Houston, Austin Eckler against Dallas. I'm really loving those matchups. Um, over on Ryan's side, um, I'm I'm really 
going to be interested to see what Joe Mixon can do if he's going to be like a repeat take a, or if he's going to be able to repeat what he did against uh Chicago this week who I think has a better run defense than what Minnesota does so we'll see how that goes um also looking at Ryan's team, Tyler Lockett had a monster game last week. Let's see if Russ keeps cooking. So uh, they're playing Tennessee, who I don't think their defense is very good out there. So I can see Tyler Lockett having another monster game. Kyler Murray is playing the Vikings, like we said earlier. Kyler Murray is going to torch us. So I look for him to have a giant fantasy day. Overall, I feel like anybody could win this matchup. It's really hard to say. I think I might actually give Ryan the edge this week just because of uh, his matchups that he has. Um, overall though, um, I, yeah, I'm just, I just gotta, I'm going to pick Ryan this week. So, uh, who do you have? Who do you want to take next there? Uh, Jack, uh, I'll go, uh, Cassie versus Josh. Okay. Uh, so this one, much like the Packers, I think Josh is going to come back with a vengeance and kind of explode. Um, I do like both matchups though. It's, it's 98.1 for Cassie versus 101.1 for Josh. So again, I mean, ESPN projections are always pretty close. Uh, Dak going against the chargers or Rogers going against Detroit. Give me Rogers. I think that defense is way softer. Um, I do think Delvin cook's going to bounce back a little bit better than he did last week. I expect him to score here and have more than the 60 yards on the ground he did last week. But I also think Najee Harris is going to show a lot more. He was on the field for every single snap, which was absurd. And I think they're going to be able to move the ball a lot better against the Raiders. That being said, he's got his two running backs going against each other with Najee versus Jacobs. I think Jacobs is going to be a dud for you. Uh, Tyreek Hill, great. Allen Robinson should bounce back. Tanya's got a chance to score just like Gronk does when they're when they're going against a bad defense in Detroit. Um, as far as Cassie's side, I mean, I like McLaurin over the, like against the Giants, but now with Fitzpatrick out, I don't know who's going to get the ball to him, so I'm worried. Hollywood Brown, you got to hope for a 50-yard touchdown bomb. I don't think he's going to be the answer at wide receiver two for you, but I do expect DeAndre Swift to score more than the 10 points he's got because he was used a lot um, in the receiving game last week. So I personally am going to go with Josh. I just think his team's a lot better than the 71 points he put up last week, but honestly, either of these teams could pull out the limb. Right on. Cool. So the next one that I am going to be going with is I'm going to be doing Foster versus Tyler. Uh, this one here has Tyler absolutely destroying Foster. And I'm I'm going to... I'm probably going to agree with them. I feel like I love the matchups more for Tyler's team than what Foster's team has. So Tyler's got Lamar Jackson, Derrick Henry, um, AJ Brown... Darren Waller and uh, I, I feel like those those matchups there um, are, are going to be good matchups. Maybe not the Darren Waller one. Pittsburgh defense seemed to be be uh, pretty good, but I'm looking to ha- see Derrick Henry have a bounce back week. Hopefully, um, I know uh, I, I don't know if he's going to be putting up right, well running back one numbers, but I would hope that he can at least uh, put up double digits uh, for Tyler. Looking over at Foster's team. Josh Allen has to have a bounce back week this week. He's playing Miami, but I think their defense is um, underrated. Um, and, uh, but he also, but Foster also has a bunch of guys on his team, like Devonte Adams, Mark Andrews, um, and, and Josh Allen, who had and Clyde edwards helaire who had poor weeks last week. So they're going to be looking to bounce back. Um, I I'm not exactly sure uh, if if uh, they're going to be able to do that. Um, we'll, we'll have to see. But I'm picking Tyler. Tyler's projected 103. I think uh, I think Tyler's going to take this one. 
All right. Uh, for my last one, I will take Ben versus Jordan. So I'll leave the Alex and Katie one to you. Uh, so Ben versus Jordan, we've got a hundred point seven versus ninety four point four, I believe. Uh, just kidding. So yep. So that's the matchups there. Ben's favored by a lot, even though Jordan's the team coming off the win last week. Looking into the matchups real quick, uh, Russell Wilson versus Tennessee or Stafford versus Indy. I mean, they're both decent defenses, so I'm curious to see what happens here. I think they'll be pretty even. Uh, Jonathan Taylor going up against the Rams, though, I do not love that. I actually think Montgomery will be your better running back on the week going against the Bengals. Uh, I mean, Jordan's got McCaffrey. What can you say there? Melvin Gordon, I'm still waiting to see how they use him because, I mean, he did have that big run at the end of the week. Otherwise, I don't know if he would have split more with uh, Javante for points finishing. Um, I do like his, his year two wide receivers, though. Jefferson going against the Cardinals, who their pass rush is really good, but their secondary is not. Uh, same with CeeDee Lamb going against the Chargers. Um, I probably like Jordan's receivers more, though I expect uh, Ben's Calvin Ridley to, to do really, really well against the Buccaneers just because they're going to throw a lot from behind. Uh, Kittle, you have the huge advantage over Gesicki. I mean, it's I don't know who else you can start, Jordan, unless you're trying to pick up a tight end this week, but I think you just got to roll with him, unfortunately, and just pray to God he gets a touchdown. Um I feel like everywhere else it's pretty balanced. I think this matchup will be closer than people are projecting it or realizing, but I think overall I'm probably going to go with Ben just because I like his top end guys matchups better, but this one's a, this one could go either way for me. Okay. And the last matchup that we will be talking about is Alex versus Katie. Alex is projected 88.4 to Katie's 102.5. That gives Katie a 14 point uh, advantage here, according to ESPN. And looking at Alex's team, I, I'm, I, so his quarterback Jalen Hurts is playing San Francisco. That's a yikes. That defense is supposed to be pretty good. Antonio Gibson uh, against New York. I think he will. Ha- I think he will be able to feast. His running back too is Naheem Hines. Um, uh, he's he can be serviceable as a flex, but yikes as your RB two. Stephon Diggs needs to have a bounce back week. Adam Thielen, I don't think Adam Thielen's going to do as much as he did last week with Arizona's defense being better. Robert Woods, we'll have to see. It's only been one week, but Indy's defense is pretty legit. Looking at Katie's team, um, I see Aaron Jones is playing Detroit. This is a perfect game for Aaron Jones to be able to bounce back. Chris Carson had a nice week last week as well. Hopefully he can get to double digits this week. Uh, DK Metcalf um, also uh, should be able to just be able to feast on Tennessee's poor defense. Uh, Hawkinson might have some issues, but overall, I really like Katie's team more than Alex's. So I'm going to be picking Katie to win this matchup. Um, Jack, is there anything else that we need to cover when it comes to our league? No, that is it. So, um, this last section here that we got, I'm I'm not going to cover everything we have. I just kind of wanted to touch on a couple of the unique leagues we have, but that is it for the Victoria's secret section. Okay, cool. We, um, are all done with that. So Jack, it is week one is in the books. Week two starts tomorrow. So, let me first ask you, how many different leagues are you in for fantasy football? <laughs> you don't want to know. Well, I, no, um, I do. I do actually want to know because I think it's going to be important that uh, we're going to be kind of stealing the bit. I think what Garlic and Josh do on their on their show is we're gonna we're gonna give our weekly record of how we did in our okay. fantasy leagues. I think that'd just be kind of a little fun tidbit to do. So yeah. why don't you tell me? 
uh, out of all the teams that you had, how many teams won and how many leagues are you in? I'm, I'm counting as we speak. So oh, I'm just going to go. Jeez. <laughs> Holy smokes. I'm in, I'm in this one. I'm in an X target uh, team members league that we did when we were back in stores. I'm in a league with uh, some of Christine's brothers and their group of friends. I'm in another league of guys that I used to be in a league with a long time ago. And I'm in a work league that's ESPN. Uh, I'm in a Pickham NFL league. I'm in the uh, hidden Oaks DFS play along league. And then in sleeper, I'm in our dynasty league together. I'm in a league with my buddy, John and a bunch of his friends from the bachelor party this last weekend. I'm in a best ball league. I'm in the champions branch and I'm in a megalobowl league for the first time this year. Jeez. So 12. Holy smokes. I didn't realize it was that high until I counted. Now um, I feel like I've, I don't have a problem. Do I? I'm not, I'm, I can stop anytime I want. So let me ask you this. How are you actually able to watch football without your brain just <laughs> melting? Like half it, of the players that you're rooting for are probably playing against you. Oh, 100%. I mean, you find that you end up going for some of your targeted guys more often than not, but I, there's not as many as you would think. For having 12 guys, it's not like I've got the same like first-round pick on eight different teams or anything. I mean, it kind of – I didn't try to do it that way, but it spread it out a lot. So luckily, like last year, I think I only was in like six, maybe five or six, and most of them were like standard style, whereas this year I got into like the best ball league. I got into uh, like a pick league. I got into uh, – the champions one, which we'll talk about throughout the season, but like it's got different scoring formats. So, I mean, I tried to do unique ones only to, to at least have it be a little bit of variety, but yeah, I mean, as far as the prep goes, there's not like, I've always told people when they ask, I'm like, if I'm doing prep for leagues, I'm doing the same amount of prep for one league as I am for 10. At that point, it's just kind of like the diminishing returns thing where like, I've watched all the videos. I've read all the articles. I've watched the games. So I know who I like and who I don't like. It's just basically taking the five extra minutes to set my, my lineup. Um, but it's not like it, t- like however much time you spend on one league, it's not like you multiply that by 10. It's like very, very l- much less. It, it takes more time to set lineups and to do waiver pickups than anything. So, okay. So I'm in three leagues and it's the three leagues that we're, I'm in with you. So we've got, um, We've got Victoria's Secret. We've got the Deflate These Balls Dynasty. And then we also have uh, the Champions Branch Out, which is the Superflex League. So I'm in three different styles of leagues, uh, uh, two standards. One of the standards is a Dynasty. And then the the Superflex is a, uh, is it a PPR? It is PPR, isn't it? Yeah, it's like tiered PPR. Yeah, yeah. tiered PPR. And then the, the tight end also has... Um, uh, a half point tight end, tight end premium. Yeah, for yeah. For those of you that know that. Yeah. Okay. So it's a tight end premium plus super flex. So it's a dual quarterback, essentially a dual quarterback league. So, um, that's uh, that's that's a lot of fun. So um, I'll just say right now that I went uh one and two in my leagues. I uh, totally dominated in the Victoria's Secret League. I had the highest score of the week. In the other uh, champions branch out, I think I had the second lowest score. Um, that's a super flex. And then in uh, Dynasty, uh, I know I lost. I'm pretty sure I was close to the bottom. So thank you, uh, Aaron Rodgers, for that. That was that was fantastic. So uh, this week wasn't that great, but I'm really happy that uh, in Victoria's Secret, the League of Record, that uh, I was able to dominate 
um, again. So we'll see how that goes going forward. Jack, why don't you just, uh, that's all I have for about um, my leagues. Why don't you tell us about how your week in fantasy went? The sad part is I realized I forgot one. I'm in the guillotine league too. So that's 13. Uh, we won't waste time going over all 13 every week or like going over that, but I, in the, let's in just the do 11, the three. Let's do the yeah. three dynasty, um, best ball and champions. Uh, regal league. league of record, the dynasty, and then the, uh, champions. Uh, so those three, three for three, baby. Uh, wow. I beat, I beat Josh in the, the dynasty league, which, um, he had kind of a, a rougher week, so to speak. I was, I think top four in points scored. And then that was the league that in the off season, I might manage to trade for Matt Stafford, Austin Eckler, and Allen Robinson all in the off season. So feeling real good about my team. I didn't have to give up as much as I feel like I should have to, to do that. So I feel like my starting squad's pretty, pretty balanced. Um, I think I put up 113, something like that. So did well there. And then the champions league, uh, lights out dominated off the gate. I was the high scorer of the week. I broke 200 points, which nobody else I think was even above like 180 something. So destroyed that week, uh, against, uh, Cassie, I believe, I think I beat her by like 65 or 70 points. So it was not pretty. Um, I mean, on the, in that league, I had Brady and Derek Carr combined for over 60 points as my two QBs. Joe Mixon, Jonathan Taylor, DeAndre Hopkins, Amari Cooper, all of them had 18 or more points. So, I mean, just everybody was going off. Do I think that's going to happen every week? No, because my bench is rough, but it's, it, was a, it was a solid start. So, Okay, right on. Uh, how did you do in that's guillotine it. real quick? Did you get chopped? No, I survived. We okay. we lost we lost Al this week. Shout out to Audio Al, but uh, we both survived. So we'll get into that a little bit more as we go. There's, I mean, there's 18 weeks of it, so we won't we won't freak out about that every single week. But we'll update you as we go. For sure. Hey, I just wanted to take this time here real quick to throw an idea out. When the regular fantasy, when the fan, whole fantasy season in the playoff ends, uh, so we can keep talking a little bit more fantasy through the playoffs into the Super Bowl. I think we should try and see if we can get some people to create like a we like we can do a like a draft and see how many points we just have a team and then we just ride it through the the whole Super Bowl or if we want to set up like some sort of uh DFS format where we can each yeah. week we can just pick uh pools of players and uh we'll throw a little bit of Skrilla on it. We'll probably I don't know, we'll do like ten or twenty dollars, something real cheap that's yeah. not too bad. But uh at least do some fantasy football all the way until Super Bowl weekend. So that'll be that'll be something to look forward to and we'll uh we'll get back to you guys more on that when uh when the time comes. Um Wait. Jack, do you have any final thoughts? as we get going no, here. That's pretty much it. We've, we've covered a lot for all you guys after week one and we'll, we'll kind of um, hit the key points for week two. I mean, for now it's just all, everything's a surprise at this point. We have no idea how, how the league's going to kick off, how teams are going to do, how fantasy teams are going to fantasy players are going to do. So we'll keep uh, just bringing you our overreactions starting next week. Yeah, that, uh, that sounds like it uh, would be a lot of fun. Um, I have a few thoughts real quick before I get into our ex exiting announcements, whatever. Uh, my Amari Cooper take seems like it was a very, very bad Ooh, one. Uh, um, to tell you, man, he's Gar- the guy on my team. Garlic Johnson. Um, if you don't win the league this year, it's going to be, um, 
I think it's going to be embarrassing. I'm I'm actually really scared of your team. And and if you do win the league, the rest of us will blame Walters. So. That's fine. I mean, I have been known to give championships out to people before. You should know. And I felt all great about all my moves. And then you give that to Garlic. And I'm like, well, I thought I was a favorite. So there goes that. Well, so uh, there's that. Uh, that was awesome. Um, Aaron Rodgers, my take on Aaron Rodgers being amazing this year um, after week one. I, that's not looking so great. Uh, let's hear what other hot yeah, takes. Yeah, what other hot takes did I have? I don't know. Oh, my one hot take, which I'm standing by. I've had a bunch of different ones, and I still need to get those videos out because I have the entire the the bold predictions written, so I'm not cheating post week one. But um, the one that I've been saying and like basically trying to fight everybody in different group chats and discords has been Joe Mixon, and he is just dominating. He he looked great week one. He didn't do it just on volume. He looked fantastic. I mean, it was against the Vikings. We'll see how he continues. But I've been telling everybody all along, don't sleep on him. Other than the injury last year, he's been an RB1 every single full season he's played, um, which has been the last three or four. So uh, standing by Joe Mixon, going to be easily a top 10 RB. Okay, cool. Um, so that's pretty much... That's yeah, I, I, I don't know if I have anything else. Week one was awesome. It was so much fun. Uh, the Just seeing how everything fell... Uh, it was, it's just crazy. I just feel like I'm in a blender right now. Uh, the anxiety has already started. Like, I don't know exactly, um, what I want to do for my roster changes and stuff like that. But, um, uh, <laughs> uh, just looking at the, looking at the chat here, but, uh, anyways, uh, I, I lost my train of thought. So I'm just going to get into the final announcements. Check us out on social media, guys. You can find me at PanicManWalters on Twitter. Actually, on all the socials, at PanicManWalters. You can check me out. Go check out Jack on Twitter. He is at VickersJack, and I don't know what his other handles are, but uh, we'll, we're trying to do a lot more uh, social interactions out there. I'm I'm posting stuff. Uh, the Our Twitter, the, the VictoriousPOD, at VictoriousPOD on Twitter uh, is posting stuff. Um, not exactly daily, but they do. we do have stuff out there, so we would like it if you would reply and like it and all that other stuff. If you want to donate to our podcast, please check out www.streamlabs.com slash the victorious POD. There you'll be sent to a website where you can donate directly to us. Streamlabs takes nothing from it. We have a PayPal account set up there. So if you are so able to donate to us, we would highly appreciate it. And we would be honored if you would be able to help support the program. One more time, we have a Discord. Please join the Discord. We have It's uh, the best way to communicate with us. You can come on air. You can talk with us. We'll have just a ton of fun. Um, we're, we talk about real NFL fantasy. There's uh, polls and stuff up there that we, can, uh, that we can be doing and stuff like that. So please join the Discord. Um, and I believe... Oh, one last thing. YouTube, we have 82 subscribers. Thank you, guys. That is amazing. We are on our way to 100 subs, and we are getting closer and closer. So tell your tell your brothers, tell your sisters, tell your cousins, uh, your mom, your dad, uh, your grandma, your grandpa, steal their phones and just log into YouTube for them and just have them subscribe to us. We need your help. So please help us get to 100 subs. Um. I just I can't I can't thank everybody enough who have supported us so far and we are going to make this journey I know we can. So, 
with that, I am all done. This podcast has been actually a pretty short one. It wasn't too bad, a little over an hour or so, but um, <laughs> we we did it. We didn't do too bad. So, um, Jack, we just got to get that hour mark. That's y- that's our goal. <laughs> well, with the stream, it's a little bit different because we you know we were live streaming for a few minutes before I got my stuff figured out. But so it wasn't too bad. I think we were around what hour. 10 hour 15 so hour 15 yeah not yeah. too bad that's a lot better than what we've done in the past so uh thank you very much jack for putting the notes together thank you garlic for participating and uh doing everything that you do uh, we really do appreciate you i appreciate you being active in the discord and jack being active in the discord everybody thank you so much for listening thank you for participating we really appreciate it have a great week in fantasy Try not to be too tilted over week one. Jack, have a great night, and everybody else, have a great night as well. We'll talk to you guys next time. See ya.